I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it in style. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And I know for sure that as you listen, you're going to be really, really, really blessed because God has something special for you. Father, we worship you. We exalt your name. We glorify you. For you are Lord, you are God, and you are King. For the entrance of your word brings us light and understanding. And I pray that that will be manifested today. Even as we share the word, our lives will never be the same again. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Do you know, um, we are in very interesting times. And these are, you know, for some time now, I've been talking about the interesting times that we are in. There's so much going on in the world today. So much. A lot of things are going on right now chief of which is the latest outbreak the epidemic called coronavirus and then it's the times we are in right now you know a few years ago we had ebola we've had different diseases that have come and claimed lives people have died and then now we have coronavirus you know a lot of people are scared people are you know people are the, the world is actually shaking now people are scared because of how fast this thing is killing people and all but you know as children of god nothing should surprise us because the bible talks about it god already told us about these things in the last days there'll be famine there'll be pestilence there'll be war we are told about it Hallelujah. But the beautiful part of it is the Bible says a thousand will fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But it will not come near you. Hallelujah. And this is one thing that the word of God has promised us. God has told us. And we as his children, we hold on to his promises. We hold on to his word. And we are not moved no matter what we hear in the news. Hallelujah. We are not moved. See, the Bible says darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness, the people. All these things are a manifestation of the darkness covering the earth. Of course, disease is a form of darkness. And do you know that this, when I say these are interesting times, the darker the night, the brighter the light. Hallelujah. When the night is very dark, just a little flicker of light will shine so bright. If you struck a matchstick, you lit a match in a very dark room, it's going to make the whole place very bright. 
But if you did that in the afternoon outside, you know, where the sun is shining, you probably may not even see much light from the match that you lit. Why? Because the light of the sun overshadows that light. But when you light a match in a very dark room, it gives light to the whole place. So this is a beautiful time to be born again. This is a beautiful time to be a Christian, to be a child of God. And you know, God has given us in these last days, God has given us so many opportunities, so many platforms to preach the gospel. Now is the easiest time to preach the gospel. In the days of Paul the Apostle, if he had to preach in Rome, for example, he had to go to Rome. The only other way he could preach in Rome was to write a letter. So they didn't hear his voice. They only saw the words that he scribbled down. That was the only way they could hear him. But in our day, there's so much technology. Where you can be in America and you are addressing a congregation in South Korea. They are seeing you. They are hearing your voice. You can see them. You can hear their voice as well. It's amazing the times that we are in. Hallelujah. So you can afford to do programs at different places at the same time. Preaching the gospel. Personally, I, I, I preach on Facebook. I do Facebook videos. Preach. We have an online church. The Check It Church International where we minister through Facebook. And you would, uh, of course, it's amazing to know what countries many of the people that are connected with us are from. Scattered around the world, we have people in Australia, we have people from uh, different places of Africa, we have even people from distant islands, countries that I probably have not, never even heard of, but they watch on Facebook. Hallelujah. And they are being blessed. Why? Because of the times we are in. Because of the darkness of the times, the light is shining brighter. Hallelujah. So I said, the darker the night, the brighter the light. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it's a beautiful time for us to shine as Christians. Hallelujah. And how do we shine? How do we shine? The book of Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30 it says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Hallelujah. He that winneth souls is wise. Now, I want to show you another scripture. The book of Daniel, chapter 12, verse 3. It says, and they that be wise. You remember what we read in Proverbs 11, 30? It says, he that winneth souls is wise. Now it says, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Hallelujah. Now the way we are going to shine is by winning souls. Hallelujah. Winning souls, soul winning. He says, he that winneth souls is wise. And he says, they that be wise. In other words, those that are winning souls shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars 
forever and ever. Soul winning. The way to shine in these last days is soul winning. That's the way to shine. And then I like um, what it explains here. It says, they that turn many to righteousness. You know, there has been a misconception about the, the term soul winning. Many people think that until you say, are you ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Amen. And then pray that prayer and, and all that. Then you have won his soul. Many times it's not just like that. There are some people that may pray that prayer with you to fulfill all righteousness, but they didn't believe in their heart. So the believing comes first before the confession. Hallelujah. So he goes on to explain what soul is here. He says, they that turn many to righteousness. These are people who are doing something to bring people to the kingdom. These are people that are directing people towards the kingdom. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, he said, let your light so shine, shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. Now look at it. He says here, uh, he says, they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And then Jesus says, let your light so shine that he may see your good works. In other words, when you are doing good works, you are leading people to righteousness. Hallelujah. So preaching the gospel is beyond your words. It's beyond what you say. It's more of your action, what you are doing. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to show you something. The book of Romans. Romans chapter 2. And I'm reading from verse 3 into verse 4 so it will make sense. It says, And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering? Not knowing, that's the part I want to go to, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Your good works turns people to righteousness. Hallelujah. Goodness. So one of the ways to turn many to righteousness, because many people think that soul winning is just uh, you go out and then you talk to people about Jesus. Yes, that is there and that's important. And we as believers, we must be ready to proclaim our faith. We must be ready to tell our faith, tell people about Jesus. It's something that we all must be ready to do when we are called upon. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But of course, God expects us to be strategic. Jesus was strategic. Hallelujah. He was strategic. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Praise God. But he says, those that win souls are wise. And he says, they that be wise shall shine as the firmaments. And they that turn many to righteousness are stars forever and ever. So I started by talking about the darkness that is in this world at this time. And I said, the darker the night, the brighter the light. 
Hallelujah. The darker the night, the brighter the light. So as believers, how can we shine? What we are supposed to do when the night is so dark is for us to shine. But the question is, how do we shine? By soul winning. Hallelujah. By soul winning. And then we ask, how do we win souls? One of the ways, he says, good works. Jesus said, let your light so shine that men may see your good works and do what? And glorify In other words, let your actions preach the gospel. Let what you do preach the gospel. We have so many hypocritical Christians who say one thing but do or leave another thing. And that's a problem. Of course, just like the Pharisees, Jesus talked about. And that should not be. When you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, you do it genuinely from a heart of love as your heavenly father is love hallelujah and it says men will see your good works they will see the things that you do and they will glorify god hallelujah that's one very important way of winning souls your good works hallelujah your good works very very important it must be a blessing and of course there cannot be good works without giving can be good works. When we talk about giving, I'm not just talking about giving something material. Giving your time, giving your effort, giving money, different things. Hallelujah. That's what brings good works. You do something. You give something. Hallelujah. That's it. And then there's also another part of it which many people again neglect. Because most people think soul winning simply means go to the street and tell people about Jesus. Hallelujah. But it's, it's more than that. Hallelujah. It's more than that. A very clear example I talked about good works. In the Bible, Jesus went somewhere preaching one day. And there was a crowd. And then there was this man, Zacchaeus. He was not a tall man. And Zacchaeus had to climb a tree. A sycamore tree just to see Jesus. What happened? What did Jesus do? Jesus was kind and polite. He walked up to the tree and asked him to come down. And not only that, he said, I'm going to spend the night in your house. I'm coming to your house. Good works. He showed him courtesy, showed him kindness. And what happened? Without preaching to Zacchaeus. I think we should read that. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, the book of Luke, chapter 19. And I'm reading from verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he, he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. Now this is somebody who normally... They wouldn't expect Jesus to visit. 
But Jesus didn't look at the man's sins because the people called him a sinner because he was a tax collector. And those guys did some bad business. They cheated people. So everybody had condemned him and given up on him. But not Jesus. Jesus showed him kindness, didn't even refer to his sins. Look at it. Verse 8. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. Jesus didn't even preach to him. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. Verse 10 says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, hallelujah. He showed him kindness. He was good to him without preaching a word. Hallelujah. We have some Christians who talk too much. Hallelujah. They talk too much and it could be a problem. Glory to God. People need to understand that Jesus described the world as a field, the world of people. He said the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Then he says, pray to the Lord of harvest that he may send forth more laborers into the vineyard, into the field. He describes it as a field. Hallelujah. But guess what? One interesting thing that people need to understand is that there are different kinds of crops planted in fields. Hallelujah. There are different kinds of crops that are planted in fields. This is something that must be understood. In some farms, what you have is wheat that is planted. In some farms, for example, what you have is corn. Some what you have is potatoes. What you have in some lettuce and cabbage. Some rice. Different crops in the fields. Now, God is the one who made us all. Hallelujah. Now, for you to harvest, you must be, the Bible talked about the Lord of the harvest. For you to be a harvester, you need to be some kind of implement, farming implement for you to be able to harvest in the field. Now, the farming implement used to harvest rice is not the same that is used to harvest cotton, for example. Hallelujah. And the implement used to harvest cotton is not the same that is used to harvest uh, corn or potato or even oranges. There are different things to use. Is a farm all right? These are crops all right, but their harvesting methods are different. If you wanted to harvest timber, you can't use a sickle. It's not going to work. You can use a sickle for something like rice. Maybe you can use it for wheat. But you can't use it to harvest potato. You may succeed, but it will be very difficult. Because the sickle was not made to harvest potato. Hallelujah. It wasn't made to harvest potato. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it's important to understand what farming implement you are. When you understand that, you know which field you are supposed to function in. Hallelujah. You know which field. Listen, Paul was 
a farming implement in quotes you know what i'm talking about and he was to harvest the gentiles hallelujah he was made to harvest the gentiles that's how god made him and then peter on the other hand was made to harvest the jews god made him a specialist in harvesting the jews hallelujah glory to god and when paul went among the gentiles he had great successes it was so easy hallelujah if you have some kind of a stick or something you have um, some rod or something and then you have a sickle on top of it or something like that it's easy for you to pluck oranges once the oranges are ripe all you just need to do just lift your hand and pull it you you pluck it but if you want to use a hole for example to pluck oranges it's not gonna work you could use that for something like potatoes or maybe carrots but not for oranges definitely and certainly not for mangoes it won't work hallelujah so we have many christians using a farming implement that is for one field and they're trying to use it for something else and that's why some people are not succeeding now in africa people that uh, are community-minded you hardly live by yourself on your own in africa people come together if you are in your house the neighbor is always going to come and knock your door and ask for something hallelujah in fact you don't need invitation to come to your house it's like that people live like that your children will go to the neighbor's house the neighbor's children will come to your house it is like that it's not a strange thing in africa but in the western world it's not like the people mind their businesses hallelujah they mind their business so the way to preach the gospel in africa it's not the same way you do it in europe for example for example in africa oh my god we preached in buses we preached in buses and people we prayed with people people gave their hearts to christ but in europe you don't do that because they are different they're a different kind of crop hallelujah so if people heard you in europe for example you are shouting loud in the bus and you're trying to preach they will think you are crazy and they're not even going to listen to you chances are that while you are speaking they'll put their headphones on and they won't listen to you because they think you are crazy but in africa you get up in the bus and you want to preach you want to preach people revere you they respect you and they give you attention the fields are different the crops in the field are different and you must understand where you are and understand who you are so you can know how you can be a blessing to these people how you can harvest souls in the place where you are hallelujah so i talked about good works yes good works be strategic hallelujah be strategic have a strategy praise god is very important to have a strategy like i said in africa you can just preach in public places like that and so we want in europe there are certain places you go do that they'll call the cops on you they'll arrest you now we we're not ashamed of being arrested for the faith so we're not it's not like we're afraid of being arrested that's not the point the point is that we want to accomplish something and if we are arrested we didn't accomplish it so what's the point hallelujah we are strategic that's why jesus said 
if they persecute you in one city, flee to the other. If he wanted us to just go ahead and surrender ourselves to persecution, then there will be no need to flee. Why did he say flee to the other? Eventually, persecution will come. But at least we have opportunity to preach the gospel, to reach out to many more people. Praise God. So we must be strategic in our soul winning. A very clear example in the book of John chapter 4. Now Jesus, the Bible says, was with his disciples and he was hungry. Hallelujah. And the Bible says he sent them away to buy food. He sent them away to buy food. And then suddenly a Samaritan woman walks to the well where he was all by himself. Now, see, this is where the strategy comes. Now he knew that there was no way that woman would have come to the well if there were 13 men standing around the well. This woman had gone through a terrible ordeal. The Bible says Jesus told her she had had five husbands and the one she was with currently was not even her husband. She had had lived some kind of messed up life with several men. Hallelujah. Several men. So she she would have been ashamed and she wouldn't have wanted to come out to the well with 13 men standing there. And Jesus understood that. So he asked them to go get some food so he would be alone. Strategy. And then when she came, he didn't just go on and start start preaching to her like some people do. I want to share the word of God with you. I mean, you strike a conversation, start up something that will lead to something. The first thing he did was, can you give me some water? He knew it would lead to a conversation because the Jews and the Samaritans at that time were enemies and they were not in speaking terms. But he asked for water, strategic. And then she said, well, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. Don't you know that Jews are not supposed to be talking to Samaritans? Don't you know we're enemies? He didn't even address that. The enmity, he didn't address it. He said, if you knew who was asking you for water, you would ask him to give you living water strategic and that aroused her curiosity she's like you don't have anything to get water how are you going to get water hallelujah and through that the next thing he did he went into the prophetic he said first of all he said go and call your husband of course by the spirit he knew that there was something there. she said i don't have a husband he said you're right he told her i said you're right because you had five before but the one you're with is not your husband And this woman knew that there was no way that Jesus could have known that. Because the man with her was in secret. Maybe somebody else's husband. It was a secret nobody knew. So once he mentioned that, she said, I I perceive you're a prophet. Eventually she runs out and begins to tell people, say, come and see a man that told me everything. Is he not the Messiah? Is he not the one we're expecting? Jesus was strategic in evangelism. Hallelujah. We have some people going around the streets. God bless their kind hearts. In fact, just the fact that you are witnessing is a blessing. But it's not enough to just talk. You must accomplish something. The Bible says, knowing with the wrath of God, we persuade men. So the purpose of what we are doing is to persuade men to come to the kingdom. So if you are talking, if you are shouting and you're doing all that stuff and you are not persuading men, then are you really succeeding? Hallelujah. 
These are things that we need to understand. Remember, he said, the one who is wise, he that winneth souls is wise. And he says, those that are wise, they'll shine as the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness will shine as the stars forever and ever. Hallelujah. And then we said, Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that he may see your good works. So I said, one way of soul winning, turning men to righteousness is by your good works. And I talked about Jesus and Zacchaeus. Hallelujah. Now, after that, I said, be strategic in soul winning. Don't just go and just begin to say something. You have to open up and say, why was Jesus? Why did he... Uh, Start by asking her for water. He was trying to open her heart. Open her heart. So by the time the message comes in, the heart is already open. Hallelujah. And that's so important. So there are some people, they are preaching to people with closed hearts. And so they're not receiving anything. You went out and you preached and all that. You did a lot of evangelism on the street and all that. At the end of the day, you go back. Did you really accomplish anything? In a way, yes, you did. Why? Why did I say yes? Because the truth is that as long as we have preached the gospel to them, they have been warned. If they don't repent well, their blood is no longer on our heads. So if you're going in the street and preaching, at least even that there's some kind of reward. But we don't want to just preach so people will be excited or, um, or people uh, will hear, yes, they've heard the gospel and then eventually they go to hell. No. Our ultimate goal is to actually persuade them, to bring them from darkness to light, from the power of the devil to God. That's our purpose. And if you're going to do that, good works is it. And also, you have to be strategic in evangelism. Strategic. Hallelujah. There are some times you might wait for a while before you share the message with the person. Because you are building something with the person. Praise God. Very important good works and i said be strategic and then also this i'm not even giving you in order of their priority i'm just saying as the spirit is giving me the, the words prayer 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 someone said and rightly so that evangelism is 99% prayer and 1% persuasion 99% prayer and 1% persuasion we must pray for the lost. We must pray for those that are unsaved. It's our duty to pray for them. Hallelujah. As we pray, just like the Bible says, God sent quails to come fall into the camp of the Israelites. By a strong wind, that same strong wind will blow them to church where they will give their hearts to Christ. When we pray, hallelujah. So prayer cannot be taken out of the picture. Jesus was a man of prayer. The apostles were men of prayer. And we must pray. Pray for souls. Hallelujah. And that the light of God will shine through you in a dark and sinister world. Hallelujah. A dark and evil world. The light of God will shine. Praise God. As we pray like that. There are some kind of evangelism that are amazing. And see, God is the one that does it. There are some that the people will see you in their dreams, for example. And you will share the word with them in the dream. And they will come out of that dream and they will give their hearts to Christ. I've seen cases like that where people receive such instructions and visitations in dreams. It's possible. 
Hallelujah. It's so, so, so possible. It's something that can happen. Praise the Lord. Now, why are we doing this? Because we want to shine. Hallelujah. Because we want to shine. Jesus said we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. That's who we are. We are the ones. People don't know this. But we are the ones that are putting this earth together. The moment we are out of the picture, everything will fall apart. Hallelujah. Everything will fall apart. We are the hope of the earth. We that are born again. They don't know it, but we are. Hallelujah. We are. And we want to. We have to make an impact. Praise the Lord. I want to open to the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 19. Romans chapter 8 verse 19. Now watch this. It says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. I said we are the hope of this world. The earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. There are some things that doctors can do and medicine can do, but there are some things. It's only the power is in the hand of a child of God. Only those that are born again, those that have the life of God in them, those that have the Holy Spirit of God in them, only they can do certain things because we are the hope of the world. Hallelujah. So the world is actually crying inside, crying for help. Many people that are celebrated today, the so-called celebrities, many of them are having a very difficult time going through emotional things. Many of them are having to use substance and all that. We are the solution of the world. They may laugh at us, they may mock us, but deep down in their hearts, they are not laughing. Deep in your hearts, they are not laughing because they know the importance of what we are doing. They know who we are. Oh, I remember years ago when I was in secondary school back in Nigeria. There was a time, you know, there were these Christian brothers. Then I was not really, I had backslid from the faith and I was not really living for God. How old was I? Probably was 14 maybe. And there were these guys who were playing, um, I think they were praying in a certain place in the hostel where we live, we were praying and praying. And those days we'll go and curse them out, curse them out. So why are you guys making noise? Why are you guys pretending? And we used to call them bureaus and zeros. We used to call them what kind of funny names. Say Christian bureaus. Instead of brothers, we call them bureaus. And then the sisters, we call them zeros. <laughs> and we laughed at them, we mocked them while they were praying. But then something happened to me one night. I'll never forget. They don't know this. I think I mentioned it to one of them I got to see many years later. If I did, but many of them don't even know. There was one particular night. Oh, I was being tormented with severe nightmares. Attacks. I was facing so much attacks. In fact, the demons had said to me, say, if you don't sleep, we'll, come, we'll appear to you alive. I was terrified, scared. And then 
suddenly i heard a voice from afar praying it was those christian brothers they were praying this probably was around 2 or 3 a.m late in the night but they were praying and while they were praying suddenly i felt peace all the demons attacked me the nightmares i was having they all disappeared these guys didn't come praying for me they were praying where they were but i was hearing their voice and just because of that the demons had to leave i knew that they were demons because that time the devil had seen that god had a great plan for me and god was going to use me to do great things so he was trying to kill me before that time i saw the demons were tormenting me and all that every night i sleep to be nightmare after nightmare but that particular night just by hearing them pray i felt peace in my heart hallelujah glory to god we are the hope of this world we are the hope of this world do you have an idea of how many politicians are suffering severe nightmares attacks at night do you have an idea of how many government functionaries are having terrible nightmares do you know how many celebrities those in the movie industry those in the film industry do you know how many of them how many of them are having those kind of attacks it's not something people come out to say but many times they are going through a lot we are the hope of the earth jesus said let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven from today begin to strategize on how you are going to turn many to light there was a time years ago i met somebody and i preached the gospel to the person and the person said um i don't want to receive jesus now i said but you you will receive him later the person said yes i said okay let us pray that day will come that you will receive Jesus. Now the person didn't know but I was so in his seat and I prayed that prayer. Not long after the guy gave his heart to Christ and he has been born again. So we be strategic. God wants us to be strategic. So not only are we preaching but we are getting results. Hallelujah. I pray for you today that the wisdom of God will be at work in you. that God will lead you on how to go about sowing to carry out the number one task of the believer to turn many to righteousness pray that the grace of God be released upon you to do what he has made you to be and to do in Jesus mighty name thank you father we give you praise and glory in Jesus name we pray amen hallelujah Praise God. Hallelujah. I know you are being blessed. I'm very sure about that. I'm sure right now you're thinking of how you can strategize to win somebody to the Lord. That's the right thing to do. Praise God. I'll be with you again until I'm with you again. Keep living in an atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye.
Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.